0: Tree Podcast Hello friends, welcome to the 3 on the Tree podcast. This is a special episode, 4 on the floor. What? With our good buddy Keith from Virginia.
1: What's up? What's up?
0: <laughs> and Davis and the inner here, too. Uh, yeah, well, I mean... That's just a given at this point.
2: Yeah.
3: I, 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 thought, I thought we froze up there. What do you mean we thought? Huh? Is that... <laughs> That's why uh, I said fuck.
2: Yeah, I thought... <laughs> In the I thought middle of it. <laughs> it
3: went wrong.
2: We were literally like... A half a second into Casey's intro, and you're, bah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Because I saw
3: Casey's face just freeze up.
2: But maybe did I, I did I freeze mid sentence? No, the, I think the audio quality was there. I think I think Ian's just retarded right now. Yeah, just I reserve guess. your uh,
0: yeah. obscenities for a real emergency, please <laughs> yeah. and thank you. Trying to use them up.
2: <laughs> Get them out of the way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Keith is joining us uh, today because um, he's got some insight into uh, a topic that we're all very interested in—drugs. Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody loves yep. drugs, man.
3: <laughs> well, not just not just
0: drugs, but uh, holistic Plants medicine and and, and extracts yep. and all sorts of things like that. Yep.
1: And drugs is a term that people use that's extremely confusing because it's not a real term. The term "drug" refers to anything that's psychoactive and causes change in the body, and so does an alkaloid in a plant so you can call a plant alkaloid a drug, but then you're categorizing it with methamphetamines you know you're you're categorizing things that don't belong together, so it's hard to have rational discussion about it so you know when you use the term drugs then that means you know in my mind i'm thinking what's on the federal government's schedule and when you say like medicine i'm thinking marijuana you know and i'm thinking of all these different drugs that might be illegal but i'm thinking of them in a useful sense just like we use morphine in a hospital you know just that type of thing so
0: yeah and and i think uh this is a topic i mean we all know that the media skews everything that we read and listen to and stuff. I mean, they, oh, they, God. they frame it mm-hmm. in such a way that it makes a good headline, it makes a good story and it yep. curbs. And opinion. you know, they're
1: getting paid, you know, they're getting paid to put that stuff, man. Like they have to be
3: Oh
1: because yeah. <laughs> some of it's so out there. It's just like, Oh,
3: absolutely. So, and, the and,
1: Kentucky and police just repeated, uh, Kentucky police last week re- released a report on the toxicology of Kratom, which is uh, one of the main things that I sell. Um, And that's been under fire um, lately because it's been replacing um, the need for opiates and methadone clinics and stuff like that. So the guy who actually passed a bill in Arkansas last week, the Senate passed this bill under the table without any consent, without uh, asking the people nothing. That didn't go to Congress. did not get passed properly at all. The Senate uh, passed this bill saying that uh, if you possess this plant, you're a felon. Uh, it's a class one felony, um, or class three. It was something ridiculous. And, uh, then the, the Kentucky police released this report. It was a toxicology report showing that Kratom has literally zero, like, negative effects to it, even over pro- prolonged use. There's no reason why they should possibly ban this. And, uh, I actually personally had an episode yesterday. I won't get into the details about why, but uh, I had a sheriff over at my house, um, and the conversation of uh my business came up and he actually thanked me for what I sell in my community because he's like you know that that helps keep uh you know people away from those clinics and stuff because they suck you in and they get you hooked and they keep you there they never let you go
0: <laughs> well i think you have so. to cut the uh the arkansas state legislators some slack because i've been mm-hmm. there and you don't want to ask those people about anything
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah yeah that's a good point they're kind of hard to
0: talk to <laughs> so uh you know I ended up getting back in touch with you because because of Kratom because you sell it and uh I'd never heard of it before, and then all of a sudden you were just promoting it left and right on your Facebook and stuff like that and yeah. uh I don't know I just thought it was was interesting, and so I ordered some and yeah. uh yeah and and now having first hand experience with it it's it's interesting to read some of the things that, that the media says about it. Um, for instance, I was reading an article today, and uh, they quoted this guy. He's, his name's Jack Riley. He's a special agent in charge for the Chicago Field Division of the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. And he says, This is as dangerous as it comes. It can cause heart rate going up, sweating going up, blood pressure going up, and if you have any other medical conditions, it can actually be you know, life-threatening. So wait, yeah. hey, as, as far what, as what, what I've read,
1: cigarettes? <laughs>
0: like on, uh,
2: on the the limited amount of uh, information that I've seen on it, uh, it's known to include loss of appetite, Casey, good on you, weight loss, <laughs> double good on you. Uh, you have uh, delayed Jay-Z, if you know what I'm talking about, number three, you can't just get it out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh
1: that's, that's puts, a fact right there.
2: Okay. Okay. Put a cork <laughs> in your butt so you can't poop. Uh,
1: well,
0: that's not helping.
1: Right? Helps, that helps Crohn's disease though, for real. Okay. Huh. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it helps Crohn's it, disease a lot. I don't. I don't know about that the, one because we literally just delayed the podcast ten minutes so that I could take a dump before. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a special special case, Casey. Uh, yeah, uh, I've had a. Awesome. I've had a kind of a. Hurt stomach all afternoon, but I just doubled down on it with some habanero wings. So mm. it's double or nothing That's right so now. Nice. Might not make it the whole episode. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, so I'm I'm super interested in this kratom. I haven't read anything yeah. about it because I wanted to I wanted to wait.
2: I, I yeah. thought I would I, can... I, I would uh, do a little bit of research on it just to just to see what the overall consensus was on it and. Uh, I, I mean, uh, my my question for you is, how did you get into kratom? Because uh, I mean, oh, it, it seems it seems very obscure.
1: It is, and that is a really good question. Um, I'm serving out probation for uh, some uh, heavy federal distribution of cocaine and MDMA charges, so that in turn put me in link with some people that uh, are also obscure. And they knew other obscure people, and they put me on to this – well, well, this one guy, he was a heroin addict, and uh, I let him stay with me. And he brought over this leaf one day, and so we all made it into a tea. And I thought I was going to start seeing things and stuff, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to have a good day. So we all made this tea, drank it real quick, and just sat around, waited for whatever was going to happen to happen. Nothing happened other than I felt really, really good and clear-headed. And so then fast forward a year and a half um, – I'm, you know, I I met a girl, quit doing all these drugs and stuff, quit selling, um, and then I find Kratom online because I'm trying to figure out a way to stave off withdrawals. So uh, I ordered this Kratom. I paid about a dollar a gram for it, and it was awful. And then I did some more research, and at the same time, my half-brother... Put me on to this guy in Indonesia who sent me a f- uh, free five hundred grams, and so I started using it, and I realized uh man, this is helping me like immensely with you know I'm not going to go into too much detail on you know live here, but uh you know this is helping me immensely personally, so I started uh helping friends out with it, selling it at both my jobs, and then within three months, uh, I got to the point where uh it was helping out so much that I could quit both my jobs, and I've been doing it you know straight since. And, uh, you know, I haven't done an actual opiate in probably about 15 months because of Kratom. So, nice. so, uh,
0: so you are at this point are fully self-employed.
1: Yeah. For several years. Yeah.
0: Oh, good for you, man.
1: Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I, I had a, a little stint there, uh, after I got indicted where I went and got a job and then I wised up and was like, what am I doing? And I started working for myself, <laughs> but, uh. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was really just one of those things where, you know, I was literally in the middle of Hood Central. This opiate addict comes over with a pill bottle filled with crushed leaves, and that's how I found out about kratom. And then I fast-forward a couple of years, and then here I am now making a living off of it because I remembered the value that I saw in it and how much it affected me just in that one time I tried it. So, uh, I don't know. And it, seeing the way it helps so many people is just amazing. It's a really satisfying feeling too.
0: So um, so just so we're clear with everybody who's listening here, if you haven't heard of this mm-hmm. stuff before, it's it's a natural plant product. It's legal in almost every state in the U.S., right? I mean, I I know, like, I live in Kansas. Yeah. Kansas, totally legal, no regulations whatsoever.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's just Indiana, Wisconsin, Tennessee, uh, Tallahassee, Florida, um, Couple other small like like just some cities here and there,
0: oh okay, uh, okay,
1: yeah, they don't really arrest people over it yet, though, <laughs> so hm, yeah, they caught a guy with like eighty five kilos uh the other day in Arkansas, and they just took it from him, so.
0: They probably just didn't know what it was and they're like, You shouldn't have this much of anything. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it seems
1: to be like their general consensus. If it's money products, like oh you can't have that much of that. We don't like that. You might be able to do something with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well I've so, uh, I've been using it. My wife's been using it a little bit, you know, over the past few weeks and um it's it it it's it's great. I like it a lot. It's a very mm-hmm. uh um, subdued effect. It's, this is not like you're getting high or anything like that. You're just, you're just kind of, uh, you, you feel good. You feel like a good mood. You're ready to go do something. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just, it's like the same level of, of alter alteration as like, you know, an energy drink or something like that. Like, this is not like a real intense sort of thing.
1: No. And if you abuse it, of course, it's just like, running five miles and then laying flat on your back and chugging a bunch of water, yeah, you're probably going to get hyponatremia and die. It's same like, Kratom is safer than water in that sense. You could literally drink, like, two ounces, three ounces of kratom, and the worst is going to happen is you're going to throw it up and fall asleep. You know, there's, And I've been doing it. I actually did some uh, tests. Um, you'll, you guys will probably find this informative. Uh, when I first started doing it, I was worried because I'd already been through opiate withdrawal twice. Um, neither was an enjoyable time. Uh, the third time I knew it was going to be worse cause I was using heroin instead of, uh, you know, prescription pills. So, uh, I decided, you know, man, I need to actually like get an action here. I know what, I know that Kratom exists. I know it works. So I'm going to figure out a plan, make it work right. And, uh, you know, now I'm at the point where I was taking, uh, 40 grams a day or so, you know, uh, 15 grams at a time or so. And now like I'm on my. I'm mixing up my second glass of the day of five grams, so I've cut my dose like way in half. Um, I've experienced zero withdrawals, and part of the testing that I did was I switched straight from uh, diacetyl morphine to kratom, and uh, this is just one of the many uses. You know, we can get into that later, but one of the many uses is for opiate withdrawal. So I went from diacetyl morphine straight to kratom, experienced zero withdrawals mentally or physically. And then uh, I, after about three months, I quit for four days, just on purpose, just to see how I would feel. I felt fine, absolutely nothing. I felt completely normal, so I kept doing kratom every day for about six more months. Then I quit for a week, and then when I said I had no withdrawals, I posted on Facebook all this stuff. People were like, "I don't believe you." So I did it again, no withdrawals. So you know, that, pretty much, I've had three three different tests with doing this plant heavily and then stopping for a controlled amount of time and paying attention to my body, and there's been no change, other than the fact that I'm not addicted to drugs anymore. (laughs) So, like, the only thing I found out about it is good for me, you know. Uh,
2: So, why do you keep going back to it, then?
1: Why do I keep doing it?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Same reason I like to smoke weed. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> a <salad>. no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just,
1: yeah yeah that's just a little comedy in there but i mean it's the same reason people like to drink coffee or an energy drink smoke a bowl like you know i i like the energy it gives me i don't need it though and it's it's a really beautiful thing to not need something to get by and uh kratom definitely given me that so okay okay
3: well aside uh, from aside from kicking uh other habits does it have other benefits
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, it helps with Crohn's disease. That's, um, kind of a, a bit of a complex issue, but in a nutshell, it kind of, like you said, it kind of stops you up a little bit. So if you have issues with diarrhea or something like that, it can be very helpful. Um, it tightens up your stomach muscle muscles a little bit, um, lowers your blood blood pressure. Um, so if you smoke cigarettes, it can actually help, uh, offset the, uh, heart problems that are, uh, going to happen if you smoke cigarettes eventually um people are making yes yes (laughs) it can make you last a really long time too if you take like one or two grams dude like uh i'm I'm like a 30 minute to an hour kind of guy that's just my style you know but uh you know some some guys just can't can't maintain that but if you take a good amount of kratom you're gonna be on par with me with that (laughs) (laughs) No, no. If if you take too much, it it really will kind of numb you. It'll, it'll, uh, (laughs) I'm left-handed. Oh, But, uh, uh... no, no, if you take too much, it really can have an adverse effect, um, on your libido because it numbs your body. But, uh, if you take just a little bit, man, it really does make sex so much better.
0: I gotta say, I think, uh, even if I could last a half hour, I think the rest of my body would give out. Dude, I've been planking a long time. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, 30-minute plank, even with a good distraction, is tough.
1: It's hard with girls these days because no one wants to be on top. It's like, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, throw somebody a bone.
3: While they throw you a bone. (laughs) can't oh. 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 <laughs> yeah, you dice clay in the house yeah yeah man so what about things for like anxiety
1: oh yeah yeah well i was gonna get into that too um there kratom grows along this chain of islands that goes from like indonesia a little bit um southwest up towards like malaysia myanmar all that stuff um you got java that's one of the islands there that I was going to get at. They have this uh, species of plant. Um, I, don't, I don't subscribe to like uh, whatever you, evolution, whatever you want to call it, but let's just say that for the sake of the argument or for my analogy, let's say that that's the case. Um, you have this chain of islands that's spread out. You have one class of tree that has all these different types of alkaloids in them, but these islands all throughout them contain the same type of plant that are slightly different uh, genetically. And that's probably just because of their adaptation to the islands over time. So you, um, most of my kratom comes from Borneo, Indonesia. That's about 800 miles south of Java. And that's where I get some of my other kratom too. That kratom is profoundly different because of the soil, the temperature, and all that stuff. So what they did is um, – uh, kratom is Mitragyna speciosa. That's the, the scientific name. Uh, in Java, they call it Mitragyna javanica. And it's a taxonomically different plant, but it contains the same alkaloids. So what they did was they made a hybrid plant. It's just like making, um, a crossbreed between a sativa and an indica marijuana plant. So you get, you know, some kind of blue dream strain or whatever. Um, this, what, what they resulted with this was called Mangda and Mangda is the one strain that is primarily used for anti-anxiety. It's really, really effective. I actually just drank a glass of it, but, uh. That stuff is what I have. A, I feed. Sorry, I was uh, thinking about the daily bread. Um, I sell to some people up there too. at The daily bread. Um, they're veterans, and then I uh, sell to a veteran group also, um, and they use it only for PTSD. You know, they're they're staying on their uh, meds as far as what their doctors give them for pain because it is so acute because of limbs missing and things like that. Um, but Ooh. the the kratom is what helps them basically you know not kill themselves i mean the the suicide rate in uh, veterans is ridiculous so anything that helps them you know i kind of back up you know
3: so it it really helps
1: people like that um you know and i think with the veterans the fact that the fact that it helps somebody who had had their leg shot off and their friend killed next to them you know the fact that it's helping them you know that that tells me something right there you know the fact that they keep coming back so
0: man god seems to be like uh probably one of the most popular strains doesn't it
1: yeah yeah and anxiety is one of the most popular complaints in the world so that yeah i guess that's true so where do i get
3: this stuff you get it
0: from this guy
1: yeah you can get it from me you can get it from all kinds of places facebook's probably the cheapest place to go you know
2: (laughs) right get it from shysty buttholes that happen to just wander into a store (laughs)
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we we had
2: that interaction uh a couple days ago.
3: Yeah, that really? guy was weird.
2: Yeah. Um Wait, hold. Th- on.
1: Can I can I can I guess real quick and can I guess which state it was in? Sure. Okay, cuz I know a couple of people like that. did he come up to you trying to like undercut you in front of the store like trying to say that he had other better, cheaper kratom? No. No. Okay, never mind. Totally okay. different guy. Go ahead.
0: He was just he was just pushing it. <laughs> You two ran into somebody that was pushing it?
2: Yeah. Where? Um, we went to a uh, to a smoke shop in Holly. And there was this super uh, dicey dude that gave out, like, a 12-pack a of them.
0: Hmm. So it was, like, and, pills or something?
2: It, no, it was, like, uh, five-hour energy bottles of it. Oh. oh, what was
1: it called, man? Was it Viva Zen? Yes. Yeah. Oh, dude, they just got shut down by the FDA, bro. They got, like, millions of, uh, taken from them. It was crazy. He said, that,
3: he said that he bought the name. They fought it and won, and he bought the name. <laughs> but he, here's the thing. The guy wouldn't tell me his name. Yeah, well, there's a reason
1: for that. I know the actual owner. I'm not going to get into that on the air, but, uh, yeah, he did, I, he's telling the truth, and he's an asshole.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he's in Michigan?
1: He's he's an idiot too because uh, like I said, the FDA has been seizing their. Uh, what he does is he outsources his packaging to China because it's like twenty five cents, you know, on the hour for labor over there. You know, it's a whole another issue, but you know he outsources to China for his labor, and for his packaging and stuff, he gets you know millions of dollars worth of the stuff shipped in, and then gets it seized like right after he buys the company. So it's like, yeah, you know where I'm going with that. He's kind of driving it into the ground
0: man but maybe the I can, uh, the
1: pre- previous owner sold it and skipped the country so
0: maybe i can go straight to the source next week when yeah. i'm freaking yeah. in china cultural appropriation <laughs> much
3: so i i, I don't <laughs> have facebook but if i'm going to contact you for for this stuff
1: mm-hmm. yeah if you wanted to contact me you just hit me up on com, and uh you know that's my email right there so I gotta ask I have, you. I have uh, my link to Facebook on there too. But what's up? What's up?
0: Uh, well, when I was looking for your you on Skype, um, there's another Keith with your last name that comes up as like uh, Keith Shreds for Christ. Was that?
1: Yeah, like- that was that's probably an old account I had. Oh, it is you. <laughs> that's not your
3: alternate <laughs> personality.
1: No, no, it's not my alternate personality. You're not
2: shredding for no. Jeebus anymore, or what?
1: No. <laughs> no, no, no. I've had to to put down the music. It's <laughs> getting a new one soon.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it,
0: well, that's how. Uh, well, Keith and I were in uh, the same dorm for a little bit at uh, a Christian college in Virginia, and then we ended up on two separate bands that played a lot of shows together, and um, yeah. So that's oh, how yeah, we. That was met. a blast. So much fun, it was fun we we used to play in this rickety old house on like the the far side of Lynchburg, and dude, oh, you just shit, feel, yeah, it, I remember that yeah, like you could feel the floors <coughs> shaking and stuff when people were in there,
1: yeah, fun. like bad, like real bad, like the floors were about to break, <coughs>
0: yeah, it was it was, awesome. it was not up to code, I know that much, yeah, there was
1: so many kids there, they wouldn't even fit in the building, man every weekend.
0: Yeah, we were both rocking for G-Wiz back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were. <laughs>
1: yeah, Jesus was, Jesus was proud of us back then, man. <laughs> now, he's, now he's like, man, come on, what the fuck are you guys up to? Yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, I, sent, I didn't send it to you, Davis, but I sent Ian a link earlier. Uh, Glenn Beck is asking people to fast with him for, for Ted Cruz. Oh, so if you want to help... Make some phone calls <laughs> or don't eat. <laughs> or
1: just don't eat anything.
0: Yeah.
2: I <laughs> think <laughs> he's... Sandwich for Ted. I think he's hoping that uh, the people will just die and that they won't That's actually contribute votes. <laughs>
0: Maybe God will just chuck a lightning bolt at Donald Trump and... Yeah. I mean, nobody mm. will blame him.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's had it coming for a while now. I mean,
0: Yeah, he's, he's on borrowed time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you're in ups. Virginia still right now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm stuck here. Yep. Stuck chair. <laughs> man. Yeah, have, yeah. Have
2: you have you ever been to Michigan?
1: Yeah, I've been to Michigan Michigan a couple times, man. It was always cold though, so I never really got to enjoy it too much. You know, yeah. I'm a South Floridian, so I'm I got that warm blood in me. I I, I wear a parka when it's like sixty out.
2: <laughs> yes, that is what Stuck is, not
0: Virginia. <laughs> I t- I took these yeah, guys yeah. to Lynchburg a couple times to ride motorcycles and they 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 love it there.
1: Oh, dude, yeah. Lynchburg's the shit, really. I mean, there's so much to do here. I mean, we you know, we have the the largest Christian college in the world. We have the the first I think the, I think the first artificial uh, snow or whatever you call it, snowflakes or whatever.
0: Yeah, that a weird
1: place. We got an indoor skate park, outdoor skate park, river, you know, all that good stuff.
0: Mountains, miles and miles yeah. of non-pothole roads. Right. Yeah,
1: and off, like, awful people, you know, just. You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I so gotta ask I, you. So you're doing a lot of this stuff, you know, just over the internet and things like that. Like, is that mm-hmm. like meeting Craigslist people all the time? Is that how it, how it feels, or are you you actually deal with decent guys?
1: Um, dude, it's everything, man. Every person, every personality type that you can imagine, every excuse, every lie, every good thing that could come to you happens. You know, when you when you just meet random people all the time, you know, so it's, uh, you know, I have people trying to scam me on a daily basis. Uh, You know, I've been, I lost over $16,000 last year due to people, you know, friends of mine, just not paying me back. Uh, Oof. Yeah, you know, so it can it can be kind of dirty. I mean, it's pretty cutthroat. People treat it. Uh, well, I shouldn't say they treat it. Anything involving a large amount of money, people get shysty over. It could be toothpaste or it could be crack. It doesn't matter. Someone's going to kill you over if it's worth twenty grand. So, yeah, uh, you know, it, it's really not the the object of uh, interest that matters. It's the, the value, and it could be intrinsic or extrinsic value. And the extrinsic value, if it's enough people get really shady and it doesn't matter if they're your friends or not or how how long they've known you. And like I said, I'm serving uh I have 15 years over my head for uh, stuff that I wasn't even really doing and it was a friend that set me up to do it, you know. Uh wow. So so that's why that's why I said you, know, you have scammers that come across you every day. You have people that are uh there's always some kind of uh, you know, stupid excuse. But then they, on the other side of things, you have people that are extremely ambitious. And it is sort of like meeting Craigslist people every day, man. That, that is how I operate my business. I started off just hustling around town, just word of mouth, meeting people hand-to-hand, um, you know, drug addicts and stuff. And then it turned into, you know, more professional, obviously. And I sell other products now. But, you know, it did it did start off that way, so I maintain that also. You know, I look out for my town. Um, if I have orders to ship out, but somebody needs something here in town, I'm going to look out for my town first because that's – you know, they're the ones that helped me. Sure. So, you know, that's that's just how I look at it. But, you know, I'm all, I'm always going to maintain that hand-to-hand. Uh, you know, if you need an ounce of Kratom, I'll drive across town and give it to you for five bucks because that's just what I do. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, I do have to deal with all those crazy Craigslist people. And, you know, you do meet those ambitious people that are like, hey, you know, I'm ready to take a sample and then drop a $1,000 if it's good. So you know those are the kind of people you want to meet and you got to learn how to sift them out that's it
0: so i've been trying to sell my motorcycle on craigslist and a guy mm-hmm. was blowing up my phone wanted to come look at it earlier this week and uh so he gets here and as soon as he got out of his truck i was like oh great you know he's like no teeth he just looked generally like kind of a douchebag sort of character. <laughs> and so he's kicking it around, and he's like, yeah, man, uh, I like it. But, you know, it's going to take me a little bit to get the money. He's like, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be here when you're ready. And he's like, yep. well, yeah, just, just I'll call I'm going to bring you $500 <laughs> next week, and then, uh, you know, I'll just bring you $500 a week until I get it paid for. It like, sounds good, but oh the bike God. will be
1: here the whole time.
0: <laughs> I, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't think so, man. I don't think that's a good yeah. idea. And he's like, well, come on, man. I mean, I got, I got bills to pay too. <laughs> like, well, oh, maybe.
1: what the hell?
0: <laughs> so don't buy
1: a motorcycle. Well, need, sounds like you need to consolidate before you buy. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know you're
0: doing me a favor and all, but <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> God.
0: Yeah. Uh, I that I can only imagine that that part of it gets really interesting.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: We tried to sell uh, one of our bikes. Uh, this is a, a general 3OT story. One of our bikes that we created together. And one of the people that came over to check it out, uh, they looked around at everything, and they just started yanking at wires.
3: Oh, my God. Like on
2: the bike. <laughs> They're I just wasn't there for that. They're, yeah, they're just tugging away at, oh at the wiring. I mean, it's it's wiring. You're not supposed to tug on it. I don't.
3: Yeah,
1: that,
2: that was kind at, of. At, uh... at,
3: at one part of that whole exchange, I found myself instinctively picking up a hammer because <laughs> I was so fucking mad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he drunk or yeah. something like that?
2: No, he he was just there with like his. uh, it, it was one dude, and then uh, he brought his buddy that you know is a bike master, absolute, he's absolute fucking master, and he's the <laughs> one that's just
0: yanking on wires. Like, what what the fuck are you doing?
3: Yeah, you know, who does I have that? To... <laughs> I think no, I think that guy was drunk.
0: Well, man. Yeah, I thought you said he was drunk. Drunk people are very self aware, so
3: <laughs> and they, they try <laughs> oh, to yeah, uh, hard yeah, to believe. Yeah. They tried to back that big-ass flatbed truck in your driveway and got stuck.
2: Oh, my God. I totally (laughs) forgot about that.
3: For beginning to end, that guy was just an asshole.
0: Yeah. Craigslist is the worst.
2: Craigslist is sometimes the worst and sometimes the absolute best. Oh, sure uh and and it's not just for like the the good scenarios that work out it's for like the bad scenarios and having that like awesome memory that you get to keep forever like dude this uh, 10 years from now i'm gonna be like dude this one time i sold this motorcycle and this dickhead was yanking on wires and shit and so i'm gonna have (laughs) that that nugget of joy forever
0: yeah and and keith we actually uh we we met on craigslist that's true, and that's not a lie. Uh, Davis posted that, an like and a I personal's? responded.
2: Yes, yeah. nice.
0: <laughs> it was like, uh, men for men, or uh,
1: he was asked a- for a picture
0: first, but I didn't send him one. I'm you're smart.
1: That's smart. Yeah, that's right. You gotta you gotta talk it up first. Talk dirty.
0: Yeah, because you know once you're there, they'll take whatever they can get.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You make sure it's later in the night. They have nothing to do. You know, right. you're locked in. You know,
2: <laughs> right? So it, was a, it was a missed connection at a deli, and uh, he went to go take a shit, and I, I left because I thought he just bounced out the back.
0: Hey, he stole my sandwich, oh, though. Yeah. They called my name. He took my sandwich. Right. But we, you know what? Water under the bridge.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's forgivable. You
0: know. Hands under the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know you know are you you said you're not playing music anymore
1: oh um no not really man i, I started playing piano again recently just uh because i'll play with my daughter she just turned one so i'll play with her on my lap and like just try to get her used to hearing like Bach pieces and stuff but i'm not really playing guitar or anything i'm thinking about getting a seven string and a drum sequencer and just you know having fun
0: <laughs> yeah, Davis is all about seven strings. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. what I want to do. If I my problem is
2: that I can't find a program that like I'm I'm comfortable with. Um try
1: po- have you tried Pod Farm, man?
2: Pod farm? Yeah. Uh I have not, but I will.
1: Yeah, uh, well. In a nutshell, dude, it has a drum sequencer that sounds really realistic. It's really easy to use, and it has like hundreds of built in amp tones and stuff that are actually realistic. It's the same thing that you, the uh, the guy who produced the Devil Wars Prada and all that record label, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, you've heard of like Born of Osiris and Veil vale of Maya. Oh, uh, yeah. All, all, both those albums were recorded on Pod Farm, and you can buy it for less than 200 bucks. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Anything that Veilamaya so. does is probably all right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> at least, we'll take your word at for least. it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, but they got, they got that awesome tone. They use solid-state amps too, which is really? pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, at, least, just, at least they I used just, to.
2: I I I saw them last summer, and I oh nice. I love Veilamaya musically, but I was so grossly. <laughs> uh disappointed with the live show. Honestly. Why was that? Um just singer? Because... no, no. I, I actually enjoyed the new singer. I think he did a pretty good mm. job. Uh okay. it's it's uh fucking Mark only played like just the shit that he wanted to play. So like there were some uh... like uh like clean guitar parts or like double parts where he'd just stand there not doing anything. Until the part that he wanted to play came back in, then he would start playing, which he's fucking great at what he does, but
1: he's getting lazy,
2: yeah, back when I played, like part of the art was being able to like hit your pedals on time and hit your effects on time, and, and yeah. make quick transitions so that like you're mm-hmm. fully representing everything so i was I was just kind of like disappointed by that,
3: that was it was really, like,
1: i agree, I agree too, man, like when I hear an album. And then I go see the band. I want to hear what I heard on the album, right, you know.
3: Right. And Which, I understand
1: if there's overlapping vocal parts. I get that, you know, it's timing. But like, you know, vocalists make up for that live. But you know, there's some things just like with Veil vale of Maya. Part of their gimmick, what makes them Veil vale of Maya, and what makes them special is the fact that Mark uses a loop station. And so, if he doesn't do it live, then why would I want to go see them?
2: Yeah, I don't you know. know. It, it's it that makes good. sense. It just wasn't
1: wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. Or, man, Casey, I don't think I've been to a metal show in like five years.
0: Uh, I quit <laughs> going to them. You know, yeah, it's all too. a bunch of freaking just, high school kids <laughs> that want to fight with you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, most
2: of them are bigger than you, Casey. So that's that's or, dangerous. Or have yeah. sex
1: with you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I went and saw. Alt-J, back in September. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with Alt-J.
2: No.
0: Uh-huh. Right on, man.
3: And they were right on. They're their lives. their live show was better than their albums.
0: Their albums that no one's heard?
3: Well, <laughs> it's, not, it's not metal.
2: Well, uh, Casey, we wouldn't listen to them because we're just sh- yeah. sheep. We don't listen yeah. to uh, original content.
3: Yeah, you guys should listen to some more obscure things. Yeah. I listen to
1: really obscure music. I've actually been on a, a Wiz Khalifa kick lately. So, uh,
3: but you probably I, like all Jay. <laughs> <No>, I'm kidding. <laughs> does, does he do? No?
1: Does he? Does he do hip hop or? Uh,
3: no. I'm no. like, it. he no. can't
1: be that obscure. It, I do. I like him. all kinds of music, man.
3: No, they don't do no, any hip hop. It's strange. It's strange thing. stuff. It's yeah. strange, but it's super melodic.
1: Nice. Well, I'm into that. rock
0: Rock, Do you like that? Do oh. you like that new song? Damn straight! It's awesome. It's yeah, great. Have you ever heard of that I guy? Heard it. Who? Uh, Aesop Rock.
2: Yeah, I was playing some of that at the bar last night.
3: Just the instrumental shit.
0: It's just well, a real oddball hip hop sort of thing, but mm. this guy's dude's really good.
3: Yeah, it's different for sure. Yeah, yeah I've come to appreciate it's... everything.
1: It's funny how you get older and, like, when, you, when you're young, you go through that little, uh, I mean, we're probably, you know, close to the same age or so, but, uh, you know, everybody went through that phase where they, they really liked the Eminem's first LP or whatever, thought it was really cool. And then you go back and listen to it now and it's like, man, what the fuck was I listening to? This guy has <laughs> problems, like major, major psychological issues. <laughs> I, uh, I, I didn't
0: get to listen to it. That was on the blacklist yeah
1: Uh, I had to to sneak it in I had to sneak it in
0: (laughs) it was like it was the weirdest things that were on the blacklist it was like Eminem uh, Marilyn Manson professional wrestling (laughs) creed Uh, (laughs) one time my mom I I borrowed an Evanescence CD from my buddy and my Mm. mom found it and she went ballistic on me yeah poor lady she was really upset
1: had a pretty girl on the front.
0: Oh, it's because she, uh, she looked bad, yeah. Yeah. My mom said she yeah. looked possessed.
3: Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, oh no, yeah. Mom,
1: it's the makeup. It's the makeup, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You can fake possession so easily, Mom. Speaking of that, April and I went to the witch last night.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, that was, that was dark. Dark, dark, dark. So- What was dark? The witch. Remember I sent you a preview
3: of that? (coughs) Yeah, but I don't remember (laughs) it.
0: (laughs) Marijuana causes (laughs) short-term memory loss.
3: You gotta remember, I'm stupid as fuck. and I'm not gonna remember anything.
0: (laughs) So, uh... uh, It's kind of an interesting week for uh, weed laws. Because old uh, Scalia kicked the bucket...
1: Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Wonder what's up if, next.
0: If you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah, more like <laughs> more like Obama killed him, so that he could take the guns away.
3: <laughs> somebody oh, said uh, when we were when we were at Wild Bill's at that tobacco shop, we were talking to the guys, and and uh, he said someone had come in there and and mentioned that he thought Scalia was poisoned, and then the next day. Open up Yahoo News, and it's one of the articles. Some toxicologist said he thinks that he was poisoned.
2: Yeah, because they uh,
1: yeah. I've that too.
2: They they denied the um what the fuck is it the
1: uh, how come I can't think of it the, the, the autopsy. autopsy
2: yeah yeah thanks Keith uh they denied the autopsy and just threw him straight into the ground.
1: Yeah, I read about that, man. That That's fucked up. And Autopsies that should be uh, mandatory.
0: Osama Bin yeah. Laden, too, and I yep. think he was poisoned as well. <laughs> Lead poisoning. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, this does put the government in a situation where, you know, Obama can finally outlaw saying Merry Christmas. And, um... <laughs>
3: you know
1: yeah it opens up some doors for sure i mean like a lot a lot more doors than people realize you know uh the the thing is with politics like people don't understand like politics isn't just washington politics is your everyday life it's it's the dollar bills that go in and out of your pocket that's what politics is and uh and and it literally sits in your wallet all day long and you don't even think about it but the government is literally in your pocket and uh with, with Obama going the way he is. like Yeah, he's done, in my opinion, I think he's done some good for the whole uh, marijuana effort. He's also done some bad, but he's, he's more or less a scapegoat for uh, you know the decisions that other people make, other people's private wars. But my point that I'm getting at is that, is that money runs shit. The president doesn't. Uh, so if somebody gets paid off enough, they're going to do what they're going to do. So so you have an entire. This will all happen as
0: soon as the the uh, the marijuana lobby uh, outspends the tobacco and alcohol lobby.
1: Wait, say that again.
0: So this is this will all end when the marijuana lobby can outspend the tobacco and alcohol lobby.
1: Exactly. Yep. Same principle. So, and it's like it's a whole might makes right situation when it really should be, you know just do what's right in the first place. But we it's we've got such a jumbled mess of the privatized prisons and stuff. Just that alone, just the fact that we have privatized prisons with eighty percent of them filled with um, you know, marijuana offenders, you know, that's that right there would offset uh, you know, billions and billions of dollars, jobs lost, you know, peop just it would make a whole mess of the country, you know, so it's a transition that everybody knows we have to make, but we don't really know how to make it. So some states are just trying to like, like Colorado is just like, well, you know, we're gonna put a, a foot forward, you know.
0: Well, that was another but, thing that I read today was that um, the Scalia deal comes right as this week they were supposed to hear a case in the Supreme Court where um, Wisconsin or Wyoming and Nebraska were trying to over overturn Colorado's weed legalization because they claim yeah. it's a violation of their sovereignty.
1: Yeah. Like who's like really like who's who's not getting paid off there they're, for real. They're, they're claiming like there's
0: increased criminal activity in their states. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like
0: well, you guys have dumb rules. What do you what do you want Yeah, from exactly.
1: Us? Exactly. You know, don't, that's ridiculous. But what it's going to get it's going to get to the point and this sounds really really malicious. And I say this to people all the time and I'll say it openly and I'll continue to, but there's going to come a time when that generation that decided to throw our generation in prison and set us all up as snitches against each other and destroy families and kill people and declare a civil war against their own people against our will, with no declaration from Congress that day's going to come to an end, and those people are going to be in nursing home one, nursing homes one day, and guess who's going to be feeding them their medicine that they need We are. So if I want to deny them their medicine because they threw a bunch of my friends in prison for the rest of their life or, like, ruined their family, I might just do that. So they oh, – well. you know, it's just, it's, it's just the whole, like, karma thing. You know, I'm not actually, you know, going to do that. I'm using it as an analogy, but, like, they're going to grow old one day and they're not thinking about the fact that, you know, they're causing a civil war within their country and that money is not the most important thing. Yeah.
0: Your old ball sack is going to need some meds someday. Know, yeah exactly
2: all of those all of those old ass people uh mm-hmm. i mean i think especially if they have uh like a long political life they just end up dying at their house of natural causes with like a very yeah, true yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're they're never gonna be in a nursing home there's never gonna be anybody that's gonna like
1: That's true. They're not gonna have to be responsible the same way the citizens are.
2: Yeah, they're they're above it. They're gone. Oh man!
0: Soon we're gonna be able to grow them new organs and stuff, and they can just sail alive and and just preach their garbage forever. (laughs) And
1: you guys, you guys hear about that law that just passed the Virginia Senate saying that uh, police don't have to. uh, They can hide their name in court, so they don't have to be basically don't have to be responsible for uh, if they like botch up a case or like. Or getting a lawsuit, their name doesn't. If they like were to molest a girl, their name wouldn't be exposed to protect them. Protect
0: them from a Netflix documentary series.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, but like last year in Virginia, we had a cop. I mean, this is just one of probably hundreds of counts. um, You know, we had uh, several pregnant women get raped by police here in Virginia, and uh, they didn't even serve any time. They just got fired. And like, how do you get away Oof. with that? You know,
3: I'm surprised they even got fired. And,
0: yeah, they usually yeah, just send them on is. paid leave for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You do, that,
1: do that to my wife, I'll kill you, man. <laughs> for real. It's
0: yeah, crazy. there's a there's a, a shocking lack of accountability for police, and you know, like, oh,
1: it's appalling, man. It, it's like I even told the police. Uh, yes, I've had three interactions with them in the last few weeks. know um, them searching my house because of my ex and stuff i'm fine i'm still here i'm good it's just talk but anyways you know i had interactions with them. but i told them each time <laughs> i'm recording you and i feel uncomfortable with you being here and here's why because you guys kill collectively more more innocent people than drug dealers mafia and terrorists combined yearly so that's why i don't want you in my house but if you want to talk we can talk in front of my cameras outside so that's what i say to them but uh
0: how, how well do they it, respond to that?
1: They look, they look absolutely flabbergasted, and they always say yes. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are they going to say to that? It's true; they know nice. they're they're hated. They're hated by their country because of those laws. And we don't hate police; we just hate the war on drugs. You know, that's
2: yeah.
1: Well, you know, and we we all agree cocaine is bad. We all agree, you know, addiction isn't good. But we don't think I don't think that. Uh, Throwing someone in prison for 20 years is going to help their addiction.
3: No, I don't think it's the government's job to tell me what I can do with my own body. Exactly. That's the fundamental of what you just said. And see, like, that has been a big
0: realization for me. Like, you know, I mean, Keith, you know where I come from. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. these guys have been helping me deprogram for, like, quite a while now. But that was one thing that Ian you know it said when we first started hanging out was that you know you should be in charge of thing whatever you put in your own body and i remember at the time thinking like dude some things are just bad and people don't need them and you know mm-hmm. do we have to protect you know people who don't know any better and it's it's funny like how you when you actually start delving into like some of the stories and like reading some of the statistics and stuff about the war on drugs and about our prison system and things like that, how your perspective changes. And I remember you said, that, oh, yeah. you know, we need to stop treating addicts like criminals and we need to start treating them like addicts. We need to offer them, you know, uh, you know, therapy. Yeah, and, they need and things help. Like it's, that.
1: A, it's a, it's it's like a computer virus. It just needs to be deprogrammed. You need to be defragmented. That's, that's what it is. Um. But uh, and there's also a couple of sides. You know, uh, LSD actually helped me a lot with withdrawals. Uh, you know, psychedelics have probably been the uh, number two help in my life as far as uh, stress, um, overcoming problems, coming up with innovative business ideas, inventing things. I mean, I've literally invented new, uh, you know, compounds and stuff. Just because I was tripping and I was like, oh my God, I could bind an oxygen to this and this and this, and it's just stuff I wouldn't think of when I'm not in that state of mind. And uh, so, I mean, there's there's a use for everything. When I was saying that there's two sides to it, I mean by this, <clears throat> you can use drugs for, you know, a couple of different reasons. You can argue that they should be legal for the sake of research. And my example for that is back in the 1920s, the first person to ever perform a successful surgery on themselves was – I forgot the guy's name, but he, I believe he's a German doctor. Uh, and he used cocaine as a local anesthesia to remove his own spleen. And it was yeah. a su- successful surgery. And then he, li- he he later died due to complications uh, trying to do a brain surgery on himself. And, uh <laughs> that's Gosh. obviously you're going to die. I mean,
3: you have to be that's, crazy to do that, but like that's super ambitious, I mean, he's, he's probably Brain doing a surgery probably, on
0: himself <laughs> using a periscope and, and on cocaine
3: <laughs> and on cocaine.
1: Like that doesn't help.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that dude was like uh, uh stranded,
2: like in the, in the Arctic or something. And no, he, he was just,
1: like, he literally just wanted to do it. Like he just huh. wanted to, do it. that's it. Jeez. I must've he, heard
2: a different version but of that uh, story. I've heard that before.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, but uh then on the other hand of things, you know, you have people like that that are doing it for the research and then you have people that are um I'm skipping the abuse side. We've already discussed that. We already know people abuse drugs. But I'm talking about uh you know, there's people that um use let's say you're out in the woods somewhere and you you're in South America, you have a little bit of baking soda on you and you get um you know, really bad you know skin like some kind of cut or something and you can you know for a fact that you can put some of the baking soda in the leaves roll them up uh get them wet and soak them for a minute and it's going to take the pain away when you put it on the wound uh so that's a good use for cocaine but a bad use for cocaine is obviously you know taking it and putting it into a hydrochloride and then cooking it into crack and stuff that Charlie there's no,
0: it off of hookers that's exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. There's no. Yeah. There's no need to Charlie Sheen the, the cocaine. Yeah. You know, it's a. So what I'm getting at is, there's multiple uses for things, but it doesn't mean you should ban them completely across the board. Uh, morphine is not inherently evil, because if there's someone who's like literally about to die because of the pain of their leg being blown off, yeah, I'll shoot you up with a bag of heroin. Fuck yeah, your leg just got blown off, man. Chill for a second. Like <laughs> right.
0: Chill for a long you know?
1: second. <laughs> yeah, chill like for real. I'm going to like you do your you do you. I got to fix up your leg like
0: <laughs> I think the the it, funniest thing when you, is when you start talking to people and you're like, "Yeah, man, drugs are, you know, people use them as as creative juice in some ways." And I'm like, think of all the 70s and 80s bands that are you know, cruising around playing the same songs at county fairs all over the place because they dried out in the late 80s and they haven't written a song since. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good point. Like,
0: sober Joel Walsh isn't good for anybody. Yeah.
1: You know what's funny, though? This is uh, kind of on topic. You know Born of Osiris, right? Yeah. I was reading, uh, I think it was on their Cribs thing on YouTube or something. They did some kind of Cribs thing on there. Anyways... They said that uh, their all their albums are inspired by mushroom trips. Like the the guitarist just sits there and eats mushrooms and writes all their songs. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) I can't even. I tried doing that and I can't even like make sense of my fretboard.
0: Yeah, his his mushroom trips have a lot of pinch harmonics in
1: them. Yeah, (laughs) and a lot of weird rhythms and (laughs) random (laughs) parts. But yeah.
0: No, it's interesting, mm. I, and I think like public perception of this stuff is coming around, and now that we're seeing Absolutely. some more uh, research avenues open up for some of the things, especially like psychedelics. You know, mm-hmm. um, some of the things that they're doing to cure addiction and some of those types of situations with psychedelics is pretty amazing. And uh, oh yeah, you, you know you you're right. Like you, you trace trace those roots back and like have you ever listened to uh or uh heard of the guy graham norton he's a
3: i don't think so graham norton's great
0: yeah he's a scientist that's on he's on like joe rogan's podcast all the time and he wrote a book called um uh what what, is what's that book something of the gods i forget anyways he he alleges he thinks that um evolution in primates especially no no, no, no,
3: you're you're confusing it. That's Terence McKenna.
0: Terence McKenna is the one that wrote that about the the mushrooms. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh um yes. And who were, who do we who were we just talking about? Graham Norton. Graham Norton. Graham Norton is a big proponent of psychedelics. Um but the one who wrote that book was Terence McKenna.
0: Okay, so Terence McKenna alleges that like he believes that evolution especially in like primate species like between somewhere between like primates and human beings you know these monkeys that loved flipping over cow turds and eating the mushrooms off the bottom of them uh ate psychedelic mushrooms and it like changed their perception of the world around them and like it was just a continual process and they were talking about like you know how in all these primitive cultures psychedelics have like, this centralized role in, in their uh, mm-hmm. their folklore and in their, their customs and, and traditions and things like that. It's kind of interesting. Like, this is not something that just got cooked up in the 60s and, you know.
1: Oh, no. This is – you're absolutely on the money, and drugs are much, much, much more important to ancient cultures than people even realize. Even in the Old Testament, it called for cannabis oil uh, to anoint the priests. So – uh you know they had to literally make tinctures they had to you know get down and do some organic chemistry to make these different oils and potions and some of it did involve stuff that you would go to jail for now, which is really funny when you think about it but uh and mushrooms have been a huge huge part of uh i i would say thousands of religions i mean
0: just, it's, just if not physical if not, evolution, like cultural revolution, evolution. Exactly,
1: itself. yeah. Because DMT, uh, psilocybin is a tryptamine. It's, a, it's an analog of the tryptamine family. Uh, dimethyltryptamine is produced in the pineal gland anyways. It's that when you die and you see the bright light at the end of the tunnel, you're going to get the same effect if you smoke a bowl of DMT. The light at the end of the tunnel is an effect that your body produces to basically deal with the shock that you're about to die. At least that's that's the theory at this point. It's also a very revered molecule. Like I um I sell ayahuasca sometimes. Um that's a very very long DMT trip. But uh I don't sell it for that. I supply it. Um but uh you can also, you know, I have seeds that contain tryptamine amines. Uh you can uh get them from that. There's thousands of different plants that contain tryptamines. And it all relates back to uh, the fact that mammals all contain that too. So this is all something that's common—that's common in all of our it's bodies. It's a part
0: of your biological chemistry.
1: It, exactly, exactly. And when you when you induce or when you uh, take some from a plant and you put and you ingest it, you just induce that experience in you. And uh, you know, I can I can honestly say that you know psychedelics have played a huge, like, like I said before, they played a huge, huge part in my own addiction. Uh, there was, the last time I took LSD was about two years ago and I took 16 hits and, uh, it was stuff I mixed myself, you know, from the crystal to the liquid and I just indiscriminately decided just to take the rest of it. And, uh, it was,
3: uh,
0: (laughs) clean
1: your plate. Well, (laughs) let's just say the world looked like it was like, uh, this revolving thing of gears and I could see like every atom moving together all at once and I had this awesome epiphany but a long story short it was the I I remember every detail of it it was so beautiful and uh, I quit I remember putting down my pack of cigarettes and my bag of coke and being like why am I even doing this because in my mind I could literally visualize the damage that it was doing on the inside of me and I was watching it in front of me if that's I can't even explain it but that's that's part of the beauty of tripping is because it forces you to face part of yourself that you're afraid of and once you
3: face it the fear is gone it makes you kind of see it from another almost like another person's eyes too oh dude multiple
1: people's eyes because when you trip there's at least I've I usually write trip journals um I've tripped over a hundred times now in the last couple of years but uh I've always noticed there's at least five parts to it. Um, and each part feels completely different. And there's always a lesson to be learned from each part. And if you, uh, if you go into it with the right mindset, you really come out of it waking up the next day. Like, you know, I'll still have uh, post-acute, post-acute withdrawal syndrome from opiates, from just prolonged and heavy use of it. You know, so sometimes like, uh, even these days, like this morning I woke up, uh, sick and like shaking and stuff and just not feeling well until about noon. I was, it just felt awful and I I knew that's what it was from and it goes away. You just have to live with it till it goes away. But, uh, when you, when you take tryptamines or LSD, which is a synthetic tryptamine, it's still in the tryptamine family. Uh, you, that nausea literally goes away for like a week. I don't ever wake up sick. I wake up clear headed, uh, you know, mentally straight, ready to do business like it it truly is a mind change and it puts you on your game it really does
3: have you ever have you ever taken any lsd that just didn't feel right no last I time i last time about three years ago i did it and it just didn't feel it didn't feel right always was, test your uh,
1: chemicals man
3: because yeah, they have thousands of
1: uh fix
3: <laughs> right and i have no i got like you know you know you got that feeling of like that that ball of energy in your stomach
1: yeah and you're kind you of get, jaw tightens. and
3: yeah but that was it and it wasn't it just wasn't fun it was intense yeah it's, it's i didn't well they have a lot of i didn't enjoy it at all
1: they have a lot of amphetamine analogs you've heard of two five i and 2cb 2ce in that series yeah um, those are amphetamine analogs, and uh, you can literally make those in your bathroom. They're very, very simple to make, and they're also really dangerous. So I had a friend, this was last year, um, he invited me to a party and he said he had this stuff, and I was like, No, I don't, I don't mess with amphetamines. I don't want to have a heart attack. Um, also, I'm on probation. So, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. he, I was like, You know, that's all you. So he took two hits, and he was like, Man, that was so strong. You know, I thought I was going to have a heart attack, but it was crazy. You know, I, probably shouldn't do it again within a week later he decides he wanted to take a hit just because he was bored well he died and the coroner right. doesn't know and they don't know why he died he didn't have a heart attack he just his heart failed Jeez. like there's Jeez. no one knows why he died and he's just one of uh literally like a growing large number of people who are dying because of these analogs and uh it's it's so hard for the government to keep up. We have the Analog Act, which I think came out in 1992, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, the fact is, when you bind an oxygen or a carbon or whatever to uh, a compound, it's no longer the same compound. And the government has to go through this whole series of steps to make that new compound illegal. So while the government is you know, working on trying to control this influx of drugs. We're on the other side making thousands and thousands of new ones. And I literally mean thousands. Like that's not a, that's not an exaggeration. There are thousands of new drugs coming out. There is not a chance they will ever keep up.
0: So it's it's really right. it's beyond regulation because we yeah, hap- categorize you, you need, these things on a like, level.
1: Yeah, and I'm being, like, dead-ass serious. They will never be able to catch up, and uh, we need to have information. P- kids need to know because we're not at the point anymore where it's coke, heroin, and weed and benzos. Like, that's not that's not what we have. We have coke, heroin, weed, benzos, methamphetamine, methylene methamphetamine. like, just all these crazy words, like, stuff that kills people, the JWH series, the 2-5-I series, the 2-5-B series – I mean, it's just, there's thousands of them and education is the only thing that's going to help.
0: And really like, you know, in a lot of situations where that probably happens, it's somebody passing someone, something at a party and they don't know what it is. And they obviously have not done the research to know that there are dangerous things out there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's a funny story. How I met my wife was exactly like that. Uh, I bought um, a good amount of. And it was supposed to be MDMA, uh, you know, methylene dioxy methamphetamine, um, you know, or known as Molly. You know, it releases oxytocin in the brain, all that stuff, the, the feelings of love. It gets rid of depression. Um, Maps actually just uh, legalized it for research here in the United States, which is a huge, huge step because it's been legal in Switzerland and some other countries for depression for a while, um, and they're seeking to treat. Um, like couples, like couples therapy with MDMA, because it really, really does work. But uh, anyways, so this guy sells me—I don't remember—it was like an ounce or something—and it, it was enough to piss me off. I had like thirty people over that night, big party, free Molly for everybody, you know, have a good time. And so you know, every, forty-five minutes later, everyone's like, uh, "Keith, like this feels good, but it's not quite right." And I was like, "Well, take another hit then," and then. So we all we all ended up taking like a third of a gram, which is too much for if his regular MDMA. There's no need to take that much. So uh, anyways, I did a little research on it over the night. Uh, one girl had like a miniature stroke. I ended up developing like two mouth sores by the end of the night. And uh, so I brought one of my friends over there that was bigger than me. We basically busted in the house and I made the guy put his phone on speakerphone and call his dealer. And because I wanted to find out if he was ripping me off or if his dealer was ripping him off. And if it was dealer, then we're going to drive over there and make it right. But he wouldn't make the phone call. And uh, he ended up dipping out of town, not paying me the money he owed me. And then I married uh, well, the girl I'm married to now was his girl at the time. So, you know, that's just how that happened. That's kind of a funny story. But, uh, Jeez. You know, the, the, the truth is, you know, people pass along these uh, analogs. And what the guy sold me was called methalone. Methalone is the number one substitute for MDMA. When you go to a festival and someone hands you MDMA and says $10 a hit, it's probably methalone because methalone costs about $25 an ounce. MDMA is worth about fifteen dollars to $2,000 an ounce. So that's where Jeez. they'll get you. And it's not nearly the same effect. It's dangerous for you. It, it looks and feels very similar for about 45 minutes, but it's actually very dangerous. And MDMA is not neurotoxic at, at regular doses. So uh, you have people faking thousands of different things just to make a quick buck off of someone's suffering when they're substituting it for something that's supposed to end depression, help couples stay together, um, and only positive things, and they're turning it into an actual, like, you know, like a crack game or something. Like, you know, that's not how it should be.
0: Man. Well, circling back around to, to, to Kratom, like, is there... I mean, I know there's a lot of, like, smoke shops and stuff that sell Kratom. I mean, is there problems with consistency and and, uh, and legitimacy <laughs> and stuff like that when it comes to Kratom? Or is it just a, a commodity well, that everybody has?
1: Yeah, there, it's going to be like any other market, man. Uh, with Kratom, like I said, you know, you have all these different strains. Uh, most of it's actually picked wild on the jungle. There are farms... That, each tree takes about five years to mature. So you can't pick from a tree. I mean, you could start growing a plant, but it's not going to be ready for, you know, five, six years. Um, so mol- a lot of it is picked wild out in the jungle. Um, there are a lot of people that do get bad kratom in the sense of it's just been sitting out, it got wet. Um, things happen like that. I've actually not, I've never gotten a bad batch of kratom. I've had kratom that some people didn't like, but most of the other people did like um some sometimes it does become a taste issue but um i've never personally had somebody send me a bag of dirt but i've uh, heard of it happening to people
0: and okay here's here's the problem that i have with it uh getting mm-hmm. it into myself do you have a preferred method for getting <laughs> it down because um eating it sucks drinking it's not very fun like <laughs> yeah what, what do you Well do up your ass man. pal this is like the <laughs> most common I was just hoping he would with... <laughs> say soak a tampon in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Headstand. Tell me what best I want to hear. Keith. I've
3: ever heard. That's the best response <laughs> I've ever heard. Here's here's the question is no, it, Does it taste worse than mushrooms? Because mushrooms are yes, it does. fucking disgusting. Yeah, I agree.
0: It just tastes like it tastes like you're eating tea.
1: But it's like tea mixed with shit. but no honestly capsules are the way to go man you have to take a lot of them sometimes but really um with kratom less is more because there's an enzyme that builds up that's within kratom so like let's say you're taking uh your your normal dose is four grams well let's say today you took eight grams Well, the reason that you feel nauseous is because you're literally putting yourself into uh, what they would call a mild precipitated withdrawal. And if you do you guys know what that is like, it's basically when you take an opiate and an opiate blocker at the same time. So you're blocking your receptors from being able to do what they're supposed to do. And it gives you a massive headache. Uh, Yeah, I said one time I I took like uh, 70 milligrams. If someone's listening, they're going to know what I'm talking about. Uh, They're going to be like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? I took a half a strip of Suboxone and 70 milligrams of Hydrocodone at the same time. And uh, so that was about 72 hours of me like deciding whether or not I should call the hospital or not. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Isn't that what Methadone does? Um, methadone doesn't have a blocker in it. It's actually more like synthetic heroin. Um, it, it's, it doesn't block opiates. Like if you did Subutex and then tried to do heroin, you wouldn't get high from the heroin. And same thing with suboxone. But with, with methadone, yeah, you could definitely overdose and die. Oof.
3: I feel like that's super dangerous. Uh, yeah, it is super dangerous. Because if it's, someone's not getting high from the heroin, aren't they just going to do more yeah. heroin?
1: Yeah. Exactly.
3: And, eventually and honestly, I know, I
1: know three people, like, and I can say this safely. I'm not going to say any names. I know three people that are using heroin to get off of their subs right now. Real talk, like they're using heroin to get away from their doctor. Like how fucked Whoa. up is that? Wow you know. But we we all know it. You know, it's just finally starting to get to the the point of fruition where things are starting to change, and uh, people are less afraid to say their opinion.
3: <laughs> yeah, everything's it's, everything's changing really fast right now on drugs. Oh yeah, it's oh, becoming yeah. super progressive, and I'm, I couldn't be happier yeah. about it. People oh, yeah, are, I agree. People are people are seen as patients instead of addicts anymore, or instead of criminals, I should say.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I've seen it turn, like, you know, really, really, really good people, like, and, and they're still really good people, but I've seen them do just really fucked up things that I'm like, you wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for that drug. Like, you know, and I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. We all know someone, yeah. you know, that, Uh, you know, steals from their parents and they're 32 years old and still live at home, can't get a job. Like it's just, you know, that's what the drug does to you and you have to keep it under control. And that, and Kratom is really such a lifesaver because it helps people with methamphetamine withdrawals, alcohol withdrawals. It can help uh, with benzodiazepine withdrawals. And if you aren't familiar with those, those are uh, considered the worst withdrawal because they last like pretty much infinitely. You can put yourself in the hospital if you just stop taking benzos. That's, that's not a good thing to do. Jeez. Um, but it helps with literally every type of withdrawal. So it's it's just, I don't want to say it's a, a miracle plant or advocated as a, um, you know, a cure for a, a drug addiction or a disease or anything. It's not like that. It doesn't work for everyone, but it certainly shouldn't, certainly shouldn't be banned for everyone just because it doesn't work for a couple of people. So, and that's just, same principle with everything we're talking about i think
0: well we should probably wrap this up here but if people are interested in kratom or other plants <clears> and herbs <throat> and extracts and things like that where can they find you keith
1: oh just hit me up on facebook it's keith polis or just um, go to blue ridge herbal supply.com
0: blue ridge herbal supply.com well thanks for joining yeah. us man it was, yep. it was a pleasure yeah. yeah yeah
1: likewise man i appreciate it it was fun Learned yeah, thanks,
3: a lot. thanks keith
1: all right, yeah, folks. and you guys feel to, feel free to hit me up anytime on the side. I'm always around.
3: Yeah, we need to have you back on again. I feel like yeah, we only absolutely, scratched man. The surface. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. And there's always something new every week too. You know. But I'm always definitely i'm new. i'm the i'm on the Blue Ridge Herbal Supply um website. Yeah, but, I'm about to
1: update it, but uh, yeah, that's the that's where it's at right now. I actually do like 99 percent of my business on Facebook, ironically. I don't have Facebook. It's <laughs> time to
0: step into the 21st century there, Chief. Well, I
1: do I, I do have an email. So uh I, I do have that.
0: Well, all right Is folks. That... Thanks for joining us and uh we're going to be taking a week off next week cuz I'm going to be in China. Nice, nice. I'm going to be in the Virgin
2: Islands. Uh there's no stupid song for that. It's just going to be magnificent. So. <laughs> Da, da 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 fuck you.
0: Eat my balls. <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, make sure you put plenty of shirt on your transparent skin so you don't I get a will. I
2: will. See, I see I'm not the only one that's been only tanning my face there, Chubbs.
0: What are you talking about?
2: You look like a goddamn tomato right now, you
0: prick. Dude, this is sun. This yeah. is sun. I was outside killing food all weekend, man. Killing food. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's either sun or you're blowing blood vessels in your face, taking too many shits.
0: (laughs) It's probably some cocktail of the two, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later.